Shock Jock number eight. And there's going to be some changes around here. I've found a new path in life. I found a new way forward. And anybody can find that path forward. And I want to be the catalyst for some of you that may be lost, may have been as lost as I've been at one point. And look, here's the deal. If my dumbass can be saved, so can yours. And we'll get into that in just a moment. It's been a while. It's been a good hot second since doing one of these. And here's the deal, right? The last show that we've done, there's a staunch and very hard line that's being drawn here between what happened over the last couple months. You know how you go through one of those changes sometimes in life? And this happens every so often. This happens in everybody's lives, right? And you guys probably know what I'm talking about here, where there will be, there will be an event in your life, right, that significantly changes the course of how your life is going to go from then on out. You have a defining moment. There's a defining line that is drawn in the sand in your life. And you're not the same again after that. You're just not the same person that you once were. It's completely changed every bit of outlook that you may have had on your life. You may have spent, no matter how long you've spent on or in this particular position in life, in this mindset, here's the deal. And this was a, a wise piece of wise word of wisdom that I've gotten over the last couple of months. By the way, since the last episode, we'll go into some of the stuff that's changed since then. For one, you know, fully moved to Tennessee. We'll go into some of that. I do actually have some funny stories. Look, how it's going to work in the future is normally we'll start off, we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll go over some current events. We'll do the business. We'll do the thing that you know, a professional radio host is supposed to do, and then we'll get down to business. We'll go into what's going to be changed on the show in just a little bit. But, you know, I we got to start off with some serious stuff, guys. We got to start off with some very important life developments. Now, here's the deal, right? And I have a hard time even starting on this. So we might just have to get right into it and just kind of see where it goes. Because for one, 
this was not, this was never originally planned to be a live show. This was not going to be live. I was going to take my sweet little time. I was just going to sit here. I was going to pre-record another old episode and do the whole explanation. Like, oh, hey, what happened? You've spent taking the last four months off. Were, were you going to drop the project? What were you going to do? And I was spoken to. I have got a clear directive now. I have a mission. And that mission is to speak directly to people in a way that only I can, that only somebody that has gone through my walk of life can. And one of those changes, first of all, you might have noticed, look, there, there's the camera right there. I don't know if it's up here, over there, down there. Look, I could just point directly at it. That could, that could be the smart thing to do, but I'm not going to do that. So, first of all, this is the first show, not only A, we're coming back live, we're doing it right off the bat, but B, look, there's the camera. I spent the last, uh, when I first started this project, when I did number episode number one, let's see, let's check the YouTube history, eight months ago. When was eight months ago? Let's do some, let's do some hard math. Let's uh, carry the two. Uh, let's calculate this a little bit. Let's, hmm, uh-oh. I'm crunching the numbers and it's not adding up. So eight months, eight months ago was around, I don't know, March, April ish. So when I first started this project and the reason that I'm going to keep the last seven episodes that I did last year up is I want to really highlight the change that can occur in a person and to illustrate to you guys that may be watching, that may be in a very lost point in life, that, look, if I can change anybody, anybody, any single person out there, no matter what walk of life you're experiencing, you can change as well. And I'll go into some of that process as the show goes on. Now, first of all, here's some of the changes, right? I'm lifting the veil. I'm no longer trying to pretend to be anonymous so that I can say the most heinous shit that comes from a very lost point in life that feels very, you know, and some of you are in this very position right now, sitting there, whatever you're doing, maybe you're listening to earbuds throughout the day of work and you feel lost, just completely lost in life. You don't know where it's going. Life feels absolutely meaningless to you, you know, and this sounds a little bit familiar as a person. You may have just been in a spot where maybe you're not going to do anything yourself here. There's no way you're going to institute self-harm on yourself, but there may just be a possibility that you just go to bed every single night and you, you don't hope to not wake up the next morning, but you just think, you know what? If I don't wake up tomorrow, it might not be the biggest deal, okay? It, it's it, it's fine. If I don't wake up tomorrow, that's okay. Look, that just makes it easy. I, I don't have to do anything. And not only do I not have to do anything, but I get to get out of this reality. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, everybody. There is meaning in this reality. And I have found it over the last couple months. And that's what tonight's show is going to be. I was given a directive as I was going to sit here, just pre-record this little show, do some editing, maybe spend 10 minutes and go, oh, I don't know if I like that. Maybe it's time to, maybe I'll just kind of delete that. I'll delete it, maybe start over. But no, I was directed to be 
in the hot seat live once again after a very long break of being away from this project. And the reason that I'm resuming this project, first of all, look, I know I'm vamping a lot. It's a industry term for when you're just trying to fill time and get to the real meat and potatoes. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Trust me. We're going to get there. And the reason that I am starting this project once again is not only does the imagery kind of fit, like, first of all, what does the lighthouse do? Okay. A lighthouse rises from a sea of darkness and provides a source of light to somebody out there that may be lost just kind of browsing the sea, browsing the ocean of reality and can't find their way. But then there comes the lighthouse. There comes the lighthouse like a view of glory while they're lost and it shows them the path and it shows them the way. And here's the thing. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I don't believe in things that happen just for the sake of chaos because chaos is not something that I view as just as part of the life path anymore. And the reason that I'm keeping this going, not only a to illustrate the change that can happen in a person between look, here's the deal. Go listen to the first seven episodes. I wouldn't because they're terrible. <laughs> just, you know, quality wise, they're awful, but if you if you want if you want go listen to the first seven episodes seven episodes and then hear this one in that four month span of time between the last episode and this one I'm gonna leave those up okay so that you can see the words of a heretic and so that you can see the words now and the change between when somebody starts off as one of those types of people that I mentioned earlier one of the types of people that just feels lost, that feels like there's no meaning to the world, that feels like there's no purpose to exist. And I was that person in the first seven episodes recording the show. You can hear it in my voice. And I say that, you know, even though I've... Look, I I can't hear the sound of my own voice too, up, too much, but I'm my own editor. I'm my own producer. I have to go back and listen to him. Look, I have no choice, people. I have no choice. I have to. I got to do it. I got to do it. I have no choice. I wouldn't if I didn't have to. But I have to. So in hearing myself in those last seven episodes, you can hear the backdrop. You can hear the context of a person that is lost, that feels like there's no meaning in the world, that feels like, you know, what are you doing this all for? And I will tell you right now what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to give my personal testimonial, okay? Fortunately, I've gotten to do it. I've had the opportunity to do it in the past couple of days, so I've I've had a little bit of practice. I've had a little bit of practice in that uh, in that area. And here's the deal: I'm a guy that goes to church now. Like, I'm finding meaning. You, you know, you're one of those people that like say before maybe just from a scholarly perspective, you can pick up the Bible and go, ah, yes, cool. None of this applies to me, of course, but, you know, it, it, it sounds cool. It sounds like cool stuff. But here's the deal. There's actual 
meaning to it. And I'm going to share my path to it. And the hope is that maybe the position that I am in or was in in the past could speak to somebody that is also in that situation. And maybe, ideally, you'll get on board. Maybe you won't. It's okay. Here's the deal. When you get God involved, I say, let's see, it's, if you were playing a drinking game for how much or how many shots you would take every time I said, here's the deal, you'd be gone by now. Don't, don't do that. But uh, here's how it is. Okay. When God gets involved in things, especially somebody that may have, like me, that was once on the exact opposite side of this, when you start to do things like talk about the Bible, when you start to do things like just say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you, and we're going to pray for the best, that is when... In, you might have noticed this, like if you're if you have been walking the path of the light for a long time or if you've been, you know, saved, quote unquote. And I'll get to my story on that in once again in a little bit. But we got to get to some context first. You'll notice as soon as that gets involved, as soon as you start saying that you're going to pray for somebody, as soon as you start indicating to the outside world that you walk that path for every one person that could be convinced by that 100 1000 however many demons will come at you you will see the worst of humanity you will see the most vile hatred and just vicious attacks that could possibly come out and i'm ready for them i am ready for them i'm ready to get hate i am ready to be called disingenuous i am ready to face the fire and come out the other side because I I heard today, you know, if 100, 1,000, 1 million people could try and tear you down from where you're at, but my philosophy is on this at least and why we're even doing the show right now live is that if it speaks to one person one person that might have been in the position that I was in four or five months ago, then guess what? I'll use a Zoomer term here. Guess what? That's a W. That is a W in my book, okay? That's a W in my book. I've been granted a unique position to speak to other people that may also be uniquely in my position in a way that somebody that, you know, somebody that's in my position four or five months ago would have viewed as a Puritan or would have viewed as, you know, a look, just somebody that's maybe pretending to be wholesome on the outside. But you know what? Surely they're just as dead on the inside as I am. And what I learned is that's not true. So here's how it started. Now, obviously, we've talked about, uh, a few months ago, I talked about how I think the last episode was some of my bucket list things for what I should do before leaving Florida. And there's a particular thing that opened my eyes. And here's the deal. <sighs> Take another shot. No, don't, don't, don't do that. That's bad. But here's the deal. Once you get started on the path, you'll get all these breadcrumbs to continue going down the rabbit hole and to continue going on the path. And that's what happened to me. So obviously I talked about how 
basically all of 2023, except for the last couple months when I started to make this transition, is feeling lost. That feeling of just deep, empty, meaningless, what is this world for? This very thing that you open your eyes to look at, the reality around all of us, the walls that you are surrounded by, the sun that comes up every morning, the sun, the moon that comes up, the sun that goes down, all of this cyclical BS that happens in life. What is the meaning to any of it? Is there a meaning to any of it? And I think we all go through one of those points, okay? And as we do, eventually that becomes not good enough. Eventually, the fact that this whole chaos theory of life that, you know, hey, maybe one day a million, billion, trillion, gazillion, quadrillion years ago, I got the numbers wrong there, a big bang, a giant, big ol' explosion happened, and then all of a sudden, the universe just became a thing. The atoms that spin, the protons, the neutrons, the electrons, all of those things that just circle around you that almost seem to be so perfectly designed, that almost seem to be intelligently designed. Hmm, intelligently designed. Look, that's where the rabbit hole starts. That's, that's where it began. That almost seem to be created for a purpose, that seem to be created by somebody. Now, I originally started as one of those people that was just kind of agnostic, and it was an excuse. It was an excuse to not delve into that spiritual fulfillment area of life. And for those of you that don't know, an agnostic is kind of just, you know, hand-waving. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm just going to deal with the, the secular world that is around me and maybe press my way forward through that. But when it comes to, you know, is there a God? Is there anything out there? I don't know. Maybe. And then that's it. That's all you do. You just, you put a pin in it. And then next thing you know, you're on your deathbed and this stuff comes up and you are no farther to having achieved any of that meaning than you were, you know, maybe 40, 50, 60 years ago, whenever this first came up in life. Right. Sounds familiar to anybody? Sounds familiar to anybody that's listening? Guess what? That was me. That was me a few months ago. And then it started to change. I won't say that it changed immediately, but it almost certainly has changed. I gave a little bit of hints to it. I was in a transition period in the last episode and the one before that where I talked about, you know, kind of breaking through fear and breaking through what you are afraid of. Guess what? Turns out that is also not a coincidence. That was not a coincidence. That, that was me being led on the path to, I don't want to say this very moment, but it led me on the path to the path. And sometimes you have to just be open to it. I was a very close-minded person before, in the before times, I guess. Maybe I'll just refer to it as the before times forever. But in the before times... I was a very close-minded person. I had made up my mind that there was nothing else. There was nothing else besides the very reality, b besides those protons and neutrons and electrons that are spinning that make up this cold, dead world that we have around us. But then that started to not be good enough. 
that started to not be good enough. I needed a bigger explanation. That led me to a little bit of agnosticism. Like, all right, sure, there may be a God out there, but who knows? I don't know. Maybe there was an intelligently designed, or there was a person that intelligently designed this world, sure. Then, oh, I delved in, uh, I delved in simulation theory for a while, too. You, you know what led me to that, by the way? And it was, it was me misinterpreting the message of uh, drugs, right? That led me to, for there to be, I'm not going to say specifically which ones, but, you know, there are certain ones out there, you might have heard of them, that really break down your barriers of reality that let you see uh, what they call hyperspace, right? And for most people, this is a dangerous, dangerous path to go on. But I felt in that first moment, the creator, and I felt his love for all of us. Guess what? Here's another thing that's that causes people to be afraid of turning to God is they feel that he's vengeful and wrathful. And that is all there is to it. And that's the only part of the story. Okay, but Guess what? That's not true. That is not true. It turns out that he also, it, it just so happens to turn out, okay? It just so happens to turn out that he also loves every one of us. How could a creator not love all of his creations? How could that, how could that possibly happen? And that started the rabbit hole again. That little further, little further down the rabbit hole, that's where the thought process went. And then I started to see the people around me, my dad, for instance, he was, he's, uh, God, it's been a while. It's been a long time and he's done so well at it, but he was at one point, a recovering addict, right? And there came a point where he let it all go. He let it all go. And gave control of everything that he could not control in his life to God. And so another thing that led me down that path is seeing what happens. I know people that are quote unquote heretics, and I know people that are also quote unquote believers. And that's not to say that, you know, it's all about the reward that you can get in your life, like, oh, and some people think this way. There are some actual Christians that think this way, right? Which is the, okay, if I choose to believe, what's the reward that I'm getting out of it? What am I getting out of it? Am I going to get endless riches? Am I going to get, you know, the relationships that I want in life? But here's the thing that I saw, okay? I saw a particular, there's a certain type of peace that you have when you give up those, the things in life that you can't control and you hand those over to what the plan is and what his plan for all of us is. And I saw it in life. My dad surrendered control and guess what? He found uh, the relationship that came to him at exactly the right moment in time that allowed him to go further down the path of salvation. I, I see it in my stepbrother and he has a wonderful family. He chooses 
to give up control of the things that he can't control. And sure, of course, that's not to exercise all of us, any of us from personal responsibility in our lives. Look, he's going to get the he's going to present the path in front of us and we have to walk it. But I saw the people in my life, the key difference between believers and the people that weren't believers were the believers that I met in life. They seem to have this level of peace that brought them things in life that seemed kind of positive. And again, at that time, at that exact time, I was more focused on the, look, what am I, what am I getting out of it? What am I going to get the, as a reward? Like if I choose to go down this path, I was there. You've seen those memes, right? There are those memes on social media. That's like a, which way Western man. And then you see the one diverging path. That's to like this, this holy looking castle that's behind a nice little sun drop. And then on the other hand, you see this like desolate, uh, dark and barren castle that like nobody wants to go down that path. Nobody wants to go down that path. But it's in those moments that I saw the key difference between the believers that I met in my life and the people that didn't believe. And the people that didn't believe were like me at that time, a few months ago. They were like me. They were lost, had lack of any sort of meaning in life, had no direction, had no even prospect to find anything out of this very reality that God has given us to appreciate and to fight in, honestly. And here's the deal. He needs, he, he needs, he needs warriors, right? He needs his, he needs his strongest warriors on the field of battle. And another thing, he wants us to exist in this reality as it is presented to us. And he wants us to channel what he wants out of us. He wants us to channel his love and pay it forward. And that is what the intention of the new era of the show is going to be. As I mentioned earlier, I'll, t- I'll talk more about the, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the hard changes that are going on. But before I moved here, my dad brought me to there's this there's this uh, there's this series of concerts right and my view of what quote-unquote religion is and we'll get to some of the flaws of religion versus faith in a second but he brought me there's this thing that they do in florida and maybe one of the paths is to help it expand but there's this thing that they do at a church that I went to. Funnily enough, here's where the synchronicities began, right? The church that he brought me to that did this was called the something Lighthouse Community Church. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't sound coincidental, does it? Coincidence doesn't exist. He brought me to this Lighthouse Community Church that did an event called God's Rock. It was on Saturday nights, and what they did was they took songs that and look you've all you and i have both listened to metal okay you know that there is clear satanic influence in metal right we just choose to ignore it because it's awesome and we listen to it and like oh yeah that's great and you know we we hear it anyway right but what they did was they uh rewrote a lot of those demonic songs and they rewrote them to be praise songs and yet they still performed them. You know, it was, it was 
still awesome. They still played as a band, performed the songs. It was still cool. It was like going to an actual concert. It was like going to concert and it was like going to church at the same time. They would do the concert and then they would do a sermon afterwards. And here's what I learned from that, right? I learned that, and again, you may be in my position from a few months ago where you think of church as, you know, stuffy, Puritan, traditional. And if you don't follow that exact authority, if you don't follow the exact authority figure from the church, from the organized religion, then there is no possible path forward to having faith and having a relationship with God. Okay. And here's Here's the purpose of the show. The purpose of the show now is to show you that that is not possible, to show you that you can be saved from any position in life. You just have to start walking the path like I did. You just have to start walking the path. So at those God Rock concerts, right, there were loads of quote unquote like so many questionable characters. Oh, one of the people that delivered one of the sermons was like this woman that had like tattoos head to toe. And you think about it and you think, wow, that, 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 that can't be a person that believes that can't be somebody that follows the path. That can't be somebody that has faith or a relationship with God at all. And guess what? That would be a stereotypical way of looking at it. And I learned from going to a few of those that guess what? Your faith, your relationship with God is not tied into having to wake up on Sunday morning and go to church. It's not tied to all of the the sort of traditional rituals that we would once think of as just merely rituals that we have to follow. Look, there are people that go to church every single Sunday just so that they can say that they go to church and their relationship with God and their relationship with doing the right thing and following the path is just crap. It's terrible. And at the same time, you know, there are people that close their, close their preconceived motions they listen to God. They hear what he has to say. They can see the messages that are presented to you in the world. And here's the thing. Look, sometimes you'll get an epiphany just like that, and you'll have a wave of emotion just wash over you, and you'll have a completely different idea pop up into your head. And I can't see anything besides that having been the Holy Spirit inside of us. I used to be a hard rationalist. Like, look, if this, if this isn't explained by science, if science can't explain this, like, look, it's just science, man. And it turns out that guess what? Science is just these people's religion that they, they crave, they crave to worship something so damn bad that they turn to, you know, science and, a couple years ago, you know, Dr. Fauci was everybody's God, right? <laughs> it's hilarious to think about now, but these people wanted a God so bad that they made Dr. I was about to. These people wanted a God so bad that they made Dr. Fauci their God. And that goes to show you that, you know, it's not about. It's not about going through the motions. It's not about just you going to church every Sunday. It's not about you just cracking open your Bible and just reading it and having it go in one ear right out the other 
and losing all sorts of meaning to it. Every time, ever since I decided that I wanted to walk the path, every single time that I've had a moment where I've opened the Bible and started reading, and they tend to happen in, in moments of darkness, which, by the way, those still happen. Those still happen. It's just now you have the tools and are equipped to deal with it. Turns out, funnily enough, every time I've opened it and have started reading, the answer, the answer's right there. The answer's right there. It's right there. It's meant to speak to you in that exact moment at that exact point in time. And guess what? That's, that's part of the plan. There are just way, way too many coincidences in life. There's way too many of them to say that it's not part of the plan, to say that it is not God speaking to you. And that just seems to be how it is. So at these God Rock concerts, right, I went to a few of them, uh, went to it very skeptical at first, but something told me. I didn't know what that something was until a little bit later on. Something, something told me to, look, just have an open mind, just go and see what happens. And it turns out those first couple ones, the message that was spoken was literally like exactly almost to the word, almost to the word, what I needed to hear in that moment at that time. It's like you're being spoken to. He led me to his house to hear the message and the exact words that I needed to hear in those moments were spoken to me. They resonated with whatever I was going through at that point in life. And sure, you know, a, a secular person without faith could classify that as, you know, hey, that's that's just a coincidence. That's you hearing what you want to hear out of it. But that's happened too many times. That has happened too many times for that to be a coincidence. Every time I feel like I need guidance, every time I feel a little bit lost, like, all right, where's the path? The path is lit in front of you. The path is lit in front of you. And this happens to everybody. This happens to all of you in life. And some people just keep their eyes closed and you just don't see the path that is lit up directly in front of you. So this was around the, this, these God's Rock concerts, this was around the, you know, August, September, October kind of month, month span, month span, if that makes any sense at all. But those started. And then I helped my dad and my stepmom move up to Tennessee here. I ended up joining them a month later. <laughs> Funny how that works. But I helped them move up here to Tennessee. And I was still in an in-between point at this part of the journey. I was still, you know, off and on. I was still kind of questioning, like, eh, really? That, that, that's pretty much what it was. Like, you boil it down to the bare essentials. It's like, really? Is this how it is? Like, really? Is this just how it goes? And... I was still at that point looking for an answer. And even now, I still question what my motives were at that time. But I was up there for a week, right? And I got the offer to go to um, a Bible study group. And here, are my, here were my preconceived notions in the back of my head that I had to fight every step of the way. I was invited the week that I was up there helping my dad and my stepmother move. I was invited to a Bible study group. And this is a Tennessee Bible study group, right? You think, oh my gosh, the 
the Deep South, a Bible study group that... And, you know, you know those preconceived notions of Bible Belt Christianity. It sounds really Puritan. It sounds really restrictive. It sounds like, you know, you're giving away what little piece of control that you thought you might have had in this life. You're parting with the last bit of control that you may have had. You, you're parting with it. You're parting with it. And, you know, I spent 30 years pretending that I had that sort, any sort of, any semblance of control there. So what happened was I just felt, I felt like it was the right thing to do. I felt like I was given a message to keep an open mind, even if it ends up not panning out, just go, go to this study group. And even then my motives might've been at the time might have been like, all right, I'm moving up here soon. Maybe this is just a way to get into contact with people because for the past year, you know, I kind of, I spent basically all of 2023 minus December when I moved up here. I basically spent all of 2023 working from home, completely isolating myself at least an hour away from any bit of social interaction from the friends that I used to have over in Florida. And, you know, when you live that kind of life, that doesn't do good things for your mental health when you spend all that time isolated like that. So my rationale at the time was, look, if this is how you meet other friends as an adult, then all right, I'll I'll go try it out. So be it. And it's there that, you know, I met these other guys that also turns out, are walking the path, but they also have struggles. And here's the thing. Here's another preconceived notion that you may have about people of faith. And I'll talk about the differences between faith and organized religion in a second. I'll get to that. Let me just wrap up the uh, wrap up this story here. You don't have to be perfect. Here's, here's spoiler alert, spoiler alert in life. Look, I don't know if you've watched the full picture of life. I don't know if you've watched life on Netflix, the 12 season episode or 12 episode series of life on Netflix, but you may think you may be on the outside looking in to people that have surrendered themselves and think, oh, wow, these people must be just they must be Puritans. They must live an unfulfilling life. They must uh, not have any problems at all, right? They must be completely flawed paragons of virtue. They must be those things. Surely, right? You, they must They must be. I mean, they unquestionably do not think about, they just do. And guess what? That's another mis- preconceived notion that I had shattered that every that people just don't have problems as i learn more and more about the the demons that face even the guys that are the most steadfast like christian warriors that i've ever met in my entire life guess what those people all have demons too and the thing is that life the purpose that we're here for is to battle them that's what we're here for We're here to walk the path and we are here to 
battle with all of those things. The process of doing so is ultimately the test. Is ultimately the test. We're live right now. We're live. I'm broadcasting like live once again on uh, YouTube.com slash at Lighthouse Shock Jock. I'm broadcasting live once again. I'll, I'll put the video up. I'll put the recorded podcast also up on Spotify and all the other all the other podcast stuff eventually. But the message that I got today was it's time to prove that you're serious. And I talked about it earlier. You could sit there. You can try and pre-record another show. Maybe decide 10, 15 minutes in that this ain't this ain't happening. This isn't how it's gonna go. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate it. This is terrible. This is awful. I'm just never gonna let it see the light of day. But this is this is one of my ways of proving. Like, look, as I look up, I I'm I'm serious, man. I'm I mean business. You wanna test me? I will prove to you that I'm ready to go. So I guess to continue the story, because I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. So essentially, he presented me, God presented me opportunities all along the path to where we are now. He presented me all sorts of opportunities. All of them challenged my preconceived notions about what I thought Christianity was, about what I thought having a relationship with God meant, about what I thought having faith was right and each one of those key moments were all things that challenged all of my beliefs that I might have once had all the things that were stopping me from you know cultivating a relationship with God and finding my own path on that and having his path for me lit up in front of me and allowing it to happen and opening the gates and allowing myself to walk forward with it. And I'm, first of all, I'm thankful for all of those opportunities because God only knows that the position that I could have been in now, like you imagine somebody in that mindset before you imagine somebody that's uh, in that state of mind before you just imagine giving them a little bit more time to just completely descend into complete darkness. Who knows? Who knows how that could have gone? Who, who knows? I'm trying not to swear as much. Look, there's going to be some occasional (laughs) F-bombs. But that's just, that's part of the territory. That's what I said earlier. Look, God wants us to exist in this realm. And you know what? There's going to be some F-bombs occasionally. I'll edit them out of the podcast, though. I promise. (laughs) Look, I've I've been to many churches in my life. I've been to to rock and roll church. I've been to church church. I've been to uh, puritanical Christian church. And my role now is, look, it's time for funny church, everybody. And the role, the lesson that I learned from all of these experiences up until this given point is that there's not one clear path. There's not a clear path for everybody. He will lay out the path for you individually to him. He will lay out the path for you to him. And he laid out the path for me specifically that I needed to be spoken to in that exact way, in that exact point, in life, I learned from God's rock that, look, you don't have to be this uh, this puritanical, cross-wearing Christian goer that 
goes to church just for the sake of it. That's not what Christianity really means. That is not what having a relationship with God really means. It means actually sitting down, clearing all the fog from your head, and listening. What are the signs? Speak to me. And, you know, those little coincidences, those little points of synchronicity that you see out there in life, those things that almost feel like the higher power winking at you. Like, yeah, wink like you see this little thing, this little thing. And those things might speak only to you. Those things might speak only specifically to you in a in an exact moment, in an exact point in time. But guess what? That's God winking at you. That's him going, look, you remember, remember, here I am. Remember, don't you forget it now. And again, the path for me was just, there were too many of those. There were too many of those in life for me to not look at that and go, okay, all right, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's there's something to this whole, uh, maybe there's something to this whole God thing, all right? That that was That was the path. And so, you know, eventually looking at all those things, and thinking that they were just coincidences or they were results of, you know, the chaos theory of the world just kind of coming together at exactly the right time. Eventually, that was not good enough. That wasn't good enough for me anymore. I needed a deeper meaning than that to save me from eternal darkness, to save me from maybe one day descending so far down the dark path that, you know, maybe one day I might have just put, done one of those, put it right to my head and just let it happen. And, you know, if it goes off, it goes off. But I saw the difference. I saw the difference between believers that I knew and the non-believers in my life. And the believers all had a certain quality in common, which is now obviously they don't have nobody has like complete deep seated peace in, in themselves where, you know, they're just they're happy with everything. You know, they're just chilling, easygoing. They're vibing, as the kids would say. Guess what? Again, nobody has that. Nobody has that. But what I did notice is they had a certain piece that they had surrendered the things that they couldn't control. And look, you guys, I'm not being condescending at all when I say this, but if you feel lost, if you're one of those people that was like me at that point and felt lost, then here's the thing. You're never going to get that peace. You're never going to get that peace of worrying about the things in life that you can't control. I was once one of those people that worried about like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be able to pay this bill. I am not going to be able to, uh, you know, like control what happens with my job. I'm not going to be able to control uh, the things that I just straight up do not have control over. And those things would sit with you. Those things are going to sit with somebody that's lost because guess what? You can't control those, but you're still worrying about them anyway. And sure, a common piece of life advice might be to don't worry about the things that you can't control, right? You hear that a million times. You hear that a thousand times in life. It's one of the most common stereotypical pieces of advice that you get is, oh, hey, don't worry about the things you can't control. Like you went to some fucking self-help seminar and they are just saying that because they're getting paid to be up there on the stage and say that like, don't worry about the things you can't control, man. 
And that has no meaning. That has no meaning to anything. But here's how you really, you truly surrender to the things that you can't control is you just let it go. You let it go to God. You accept and you acknowledge that, look, it's part of the plan. Whatever happens, it is part of the plan. It's part of the design. This world is too intelligently designed. This world is too intelligently designed to have not had a plan to it, okay? And I, I can't believe it took me 30 years. Oh, gosh, I'm 31 now. Jeez. It took me 31 years. Well, half of 30. 30 and a half. It took me 30 and a half years to see that out of the world. And it... It makes both too much and too little sense to not be perfectly designed and intelligently designed by him. So then comes the part where I finally move up here. I'm done with the move. Move up here to Tennessee. I am freaking out, by the way. And this is the part where I learn at a key moment in time. Look, count your blessings. Do not worry about the things that you can't control because there is a plan. And if you walk the path, I've got a plan for you. That's, that's what he told me. Now, I was in a position where I helped my dad and my stepmom move up here. Literally like two or three weeks later, I was in a place where uh, the place that I was staying in at the time, it was sold. And maybe some of you are in a position right now where you're learning. Maybe it's halfway through the month. You're like, oh, no, my lease is not, a, not going to get re-signed. I've got to find a new place to live. And I'm freaking out. I don't know. Moving's expensive. I don't have all that kind of money. I got to figure something out, right? And that kind of, that stress sat with me. And I came up here with that worry in my heart, with, again, carrying of the thing, the carry, the, the weight being carried of a thing that I straight up could not control, I mean, I could a little bit of it. And here's the thing, you know, the, he put a little bit of the path in front of me and I walked through it. And lo and behold, lo and behold, something was on the other side. So I came up here first time helping them move and it all worked out. There are some things in life, right? You know how, and you'll recognize this, sometimes there are things that go plenty wrong in life, but then there are some things that almost feel like, you know, that God is watching over you, where there will be some things that almost feel like you really lucked out, that feel like you just lucked out on every potential thing that happened in this scenario. For instance, I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to do a credit check. They're going to do a background check. They're going to have to do all this stuff. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to find a place to live in two weeks. And and then it happened. And then it, it straight up happened. It happened the first place that I went to go look at. And it almost still feels too good to be true. Like I still live in somewhat of an imposter syndrome. That's like, oh, there's no way I, I've been a heretic for too long. There's no way that, you know, I can even somebody like me can find redemption. There's no way that there's a plan for me, right? There's no way. There's no way. And even then, that's still a thing to conquer. Don't get me wrong, but the plan was there. The plan was there. It was clearly laid out for you. The thing that I could not control, lo and behold, as soon as I handed it over, it was like, as soon as you prayed about it, 
as soon as you just asked and put it in his hands, as soon as you relinquish what you think your pitiful control over this reality is, as soon as you relinquish that, there is the answer. There is the answer right in front of you. As soon as you give it up, as soon as you give up your control of that situation, there it is. Somehow, somehow, again, somehow, secular me would have said, oh, somehow, I just, oh man, I just lucked out there. Funny how that worked out, right? No, 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 no. Not quite. Somehow the answer was there in front of you. And I just had to take the next step. And that brings us to the process that we're in now, where after having too many coincidences line up, after feeling lost for so long, I found, I found meaning. I found meaning in this seemingly terrible, awful, no good, very bad reality. And you know what? The people that have not seen that meaning are going to continue to think of this reality as empty and meaningless. But God wants us to fight in this reality. He wants us to take how he made us and he wants us to fight for him. And that is what I intend to do from here on out. One of the greatest sins that I've ever committed in my entire life is to take the talents that I've had, that I've been gifted, that I've been graced with by him and throw them away and not do anything with him. And the message that I got, especially today, today is what cemented it. Look, that's why we're all listening to this live. That's why I'm listening to my stupid ass live to myself. I can hear myself in the headphones, by the way. Look, when you do content, you'll get over that. Trust me. Aspiring YouTubers, you'll get over that. But that's how it works. That's how it worked. He told me, it's time. It's time to use what I've given you for me, for good. Even if you have evil in you, use the evil, use the darkness that you have inside of you for good. And that is what I intend to do. I have, he told me today, I have you, I, me, me, I have the potential to be one of his greatest warriors and it's time for you to put that to use. It's time to show me that you're serious. You can't get all the benefits of getting that, that particular piece in this world. You can't have all of the benefits of it without doing some of the work and without continuing to go on the path. So don't get me wrong here. Here's another thing. I have issues with the path sometimes. Sometimes it's old me, like, look, sometimes old me and saved me will fight with each other. Even now, still, to this day, I will fight with myself and go, look, I know the right way to go, but is this really the right way to go? Is this really what he wants? Honest and for truly? Is this really it? And that is still a work in progress. 
And first of all, I cannot intellectually honestly say that any of the problems that I have with his path are valid at all. Because first of all, I'm still in that phase where, you know, until I've read all of his word, until I've read all of the Bible and seen his word for myself and seen the full context of what he wants us to see in this world, until I've seen that all for myself, it is not intellectually honest of me to say that I have a problem with it. Like, you know, for instance, and my dad dealt with this too, and he's had conversations with the family about it, is, you know, look, I've got a problem with Old Testament God. Seems kind of wrathful. And I did too. That was one of my reservations about it. But here's the thing. I cannot intellectually honestly say that I have a problem with it until I 100% know what it is and until I've seen it for myself. So don't get me wrong. There are still some things that are a work in progress. Like, for instance, one of the segments that we're going to be doing on the show, I'm going to Florida next week, but we're going to start doing the show live again when I return, is half the show is going to be, look, it's going to be the old style radio show, kind of, you know, with a new with a new perspective, obviously. Like, we're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about, you know, all the good stuff like sports and news and current events and, you know, the current thing. We'll kind of get some of that in there. We'll have some fun, too. We'll do some bits, of course. But there's going to be another half of the show where, look, it's going to be, all right, class. Look, I got it right here. All right, class, it's time to, what was that? All right, class, it's time to break out our Bibles. It's time for the Bible lesson of the day. Look, we're going we're gonna to be doing some of that because turns out when that has happened to me, when I've been the student in that situation, when I've been in church, I started going to church, by the way, too. And it's, like, it's again, it, it feels like he's leading me to his house to hear exactly what he wants me to hear in that exact moment. That is not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. And we're going to be doing some of that. We're going to have a segment at the end of every show that's going to be, all right, people, here's, here's what I read today. Here's what I've been reading lately. Here's what's in the Bible that's been on my mind. And we're going to go over it. And we're going to, uh, we're going to study together. And I will hope to, I can only hope to bring somebody that may feel lost, that may feel like they have problems with having faith, relinquishing the control that you have, relinquishing the control that you don't have, that you might think that you have, to your intelligent creator. It took a lot. It took, Look, it took 30 years for me to settle with that. But, and yet for somehow, for some reason... The past, like, couple months since my salvation have been some of the most peaceful months that I have ever had in my entire life. And I never felt like, never, never felt like that I could ever achieve this kind of peace. And don't get me wrong, it's not all, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, man, everything's just going to be fine. I just, I just don't care. It's not apathy, really. 
It's not a level of apathy towards the world. It's more the relinquishment of the things that you can't control. I learned to do that. And I found it through his word. It turns out that his word is eternal. Guess what? It's not a coincidence that you could open the Bible, literally read anything, and find a way that that will relate to what you're going through at the time. You could be going through any, any particular walk of life, open a Bible passage, and read it. And the word is so eternal that you will find some kind of meaning in it that you just can't wait to, or that you will find a meaning in it. It's incredible. It's incredible. And sure, some people might write it off as, you know, it's just the greatest literary tale ever told, but that's, that's a little bit too reductive, man. That's too reductive. That just doesn't work for me anymore. I needed to go deeper than that. I needed to know why. I needed to know how. And seeing how his word and seeing how his path has influenced the believers in my life. Maybe it's just as simple as, you know, seeing how it worked for the believers got me to think, oh, wait a minute. That seems like it kind of works. And that's what led me to keep an open mind about it. And then turns out keeping an open mind about it. Again, we're going down the rabbit hole. Keeping an open mind about it led to actually having your mind change. How often, by the way, and, you know, you can leave a comment on this in the YouTube uh, section of this recording as soon as the video goes up or on the live stream. I don't care. How often have you gone into something with an open mind and have actually had your mind changed about that thing? How often does it happen? Because I would be willing to bet for most people that when you go into something with a truly open mind that you are more likely to have your mind changed by the thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, there are scenarios where, you know, you still go in with an open mind, but maybe you're not truly going into it with an open mind. You're going into it saying that you have an open mind, but you're not really. Your, your mind's already made up. But, and, you know, maybe none of us have the capability to actually answer that question honestly. And you know what? That's okay, too. That's fine too, but let me know what you think. How often have you gone into something with an open mind and have actually had your mind changed by the thing that you were having your open mind about? It happens. I'll tell you straight up, it happens. And maybe that was just my position in life that needed to be, that needed to see that exact thing at that exact moment in time, but you know, it worked. It worked. And that brings me to the mission that I'm on now. Because here's the deal. Part of Christianity is a missionary component. And that is where my personal mission comes in. That is what I feel like I'm being called to. Is to help people see the light in a way that only I can. That is why Lighthouse Shock Jock is going to continue to exist. Look, we're still going to have some fun. We're still going to, you know, battle the corporate radio overlords who have over-corporatized everything and has turned everything from, you know, look, we can have a little bit of fun to corporate drivel and advertisements. And, like, I swear, if I have to hear one more fucking Blue Chew ad on podcasts, whew, 
it's all over. It's all over. I'm never listening to another one again. It's all over. <laughs> we're still going to have some fun, but we're also going to have to get down to business. Okay. We're also going to have to start seeing his path that he has crafted for each one of us in front of us. And my calling, my role now is to help people that were once in my position, that just straight up, that had their mind totally made up, that had it closed off, ready to say, nah, there's no way. Nah, there's no way about any of this. And my role now, my calling, the thing that I feel so overwhelmingly that it almost drowns everything else out in life, it consumes my every thought. My calling now is to be of service to people. And that's my version of missionary service. Is again, you know, if a thousand, if 10,000 demons attack me for daring to pray on the open internet, which is a very demonic place, by the way, then so be it. Look, I can take it. I can take it. If I'm going to prove myself as one of his strongest warriors, then I can take it. If it helps one person find the light, then I can take it. It's okay. I will tank it all. Like an MMO. I'll be the tank. I'll be that warrior that's running around having this giant fucking monster boss like wail on you. I can take it. And that's just how it's going to have to be now. And I will do it the way that he has outlined for me the way that he is showing me. If I have to speak to people in a very specific way, if I have to cut just a little bit deeper, by the way, random sidebar, I've been doing this for six years. I've been talking to a microphone for six years and it has resulted in almost nothing. I feel like I've been stuck in the same spot for a very long time with it. Almost enough to where I was going to drop this project, right? I was going to completely drop it and just let it die and think, all right, maybe, look, maybe there's another plan. Maybe my calling is elsewhere, but his message was overwhelming to me. Look, you were given the talent to do this. You were given the talent to lead people that might have been as closed off as you once were. And this is how you got to do it. So if my particular brand of, you know, irreverent shock jock humor is what speaks to people, look, that's how you get in the door. That's how you get in the door. And then you have some fun and then you go, all right, look, it's time to get down to business. Open up your old Bibles class. There's, there is a passage, by the way. In fact, let me let's bust into it. We might as well start now, right? We might as well just bust into it uh, right now as I vamp. 
and try and fill for time while I find exactly <laughs> while I try and find exactly the passage that spoke so hard to me that it caused me to like almost exactly rethink my entire perspective on the world. And by the way, I was never a person, even as I decided that I wanted to walk this path, even as I decided that this was the way to go, I was still not convinced uh, by the Bible. I was still not. <laughs> Thank you for the patience to deal with all of this. Thank you. Even as I uh, was slowly finding the way, I still had some questions. Like, all right, surely the Bible can't be that universal, right? And so my stepbrother suggested that I start off, the first book that I read fully in its entirety in the Bible was uh, Romans, which Paul was, uh, he was an apostle that wrote a letter to Rome that's basically talking about how, okay, yeah, uh, I hope to visit there one day, basically admonishing uh, the Romans of, all right, great, you guys have faith, don't worry, one day you guys will... Uh, one day you guys will get there, you know. That's that's a really, really rough, rough gist of it. But there was a passage right at the beginning that exactly as I was trying to struggle with, or exactly as I was struggling with, uh, how could all of the coincidences in the world be explained? And one of my favorite words in the entire world is synchronicities, right? And that's basically, it's just another word for a coincidence. It's when too many things match up that they don't seem like a uh, coincidence. And so Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So that for me, my interpretation of that was, look, he is in everything. His creation is in everything. Everything that you open your eyes to look at, everything that you see, the walls around you, uh, whatever atmosphere you're in, every bit of nature you see has his hand. And the things that happen to you in your life, the coincidences that you see, the things that almost seem too good to line up perfectly, the things that almost seem too good to be true, the things that almost seem like the, it's cosmic justice or cosmic injustice, they just line up too perfectly. He is in all things. He has designed that. And this was one of the first passages that I read like from start to finish. And guess what? What a coincidence. As I was wondering, okay, what could explain all of those things in life that just seem too good to be true? There's that passage right there. There it is, right there. Clear text. His word, clear text, right there. And I don't want to say that's what convinced me on the spot, but I was already kind of open-minded enough to start. Like, all right, let me see what the word's all about. Let me see what it's all about. Fine. And then there it was, right there plain as day, the exact words that I needed to hear that explained everything, that explained everything. 
And it, it, it almost told me like, hey, look, you idiot. What what happened? Here, here I am right here. I've been showing myself to you for 31 years. And here we are right here. There's no such thing as coincidence, man. And there just came a point in life where I, I, I needed more. I needed more than coincidence. I needed a why. I needed a how. And God was there for that. He gave it all to me. And that's not to say that the work is not still done. Or that's not to say that there's not still work to do. <laughs> Warning. But here we are. I am ready to walk the path, as I hope all of you will be too. Well, let me fix some of this audio real quick. Still haven't fixed the static, by the way. <laughs> we'll get there. But there's a path in front of me, and that path is to shine the light in the sea of darkness from the top of the darkest lighthouse that has ever existed in this world to exactly who needs to see it. To, again, somebody that may be completely convinced right now, as I was a year ago, that there is no way I could find it. I'm going to continue to live in this secular world. I'm going to continue to live without meaning, that is my service. That is my service that I'm going to provide from here on out. And that is why I say there is going to be some changes around here. Like I felt a little bit serious today. So that's why we didn't start with, uh, that's why we didn't start with like current events and life and all that crap, all that crap, like life. We didn't start there, but I will in the future. But today I just really wanted to get right into it. I just wanted to get into the meat of it today. So there it is. If it can happen to me, if I can be saved, any of you can be saved as well. And I fully expect, I fully anticipate at this point in time that the enemy will come after me for this. It's fine. I'm ready. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready. Come at me. Come at me. I'll be like one of those uh, one of those Christians in the Crusades. Look, come at me. I'm ready to go. Hold on. I got this. I'm ready to go. I will slice every demon that comes my way. I'm ready for your onslaught because I know that there are people out there that only I can speak to in the station of life that I've been given. And I'm ready for it now. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And maybe this is my this is my way. I spent the whole day going, okay. I spent the whole day at a crossroads, right? And the message that I got was, look, it's time to prove it. Are you in or are you out? And I would like to think that by starting the show live before I was ready, before I had everything fully set up. By the way, I will work on some of that stuff. We'll get some rejoins done. I got an actual intro that's cooking. Before, before being ready for everything, look, now is the time to prove it right now. Are you in or are you out? 
And I would like to think that I lived up to his expectations and set the message out in motion that it is time. If I can be saved, any of you can be saved. So follow along. We will walk the path together, people. If you're already walking the path, that's great. Tell me I'm an idiot for misinterpreting parts of the Bible. It's okay. I'm ready for that too. I'm ready to have a very polite intellectual discussion and we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes from here. There's a new purpose. There's, as I said earlier, the very first words of this show, there's going to be some changes around here and there really are. There really are. All I can do is just offer my services and when the enemy attacks, I will be ready. I will slice Satan's f***ing neck. I will slice it. I swear I will. In his name. As one of his strongest warriors. Because that is what he made me to be. And I will do it. Look, this show is called Lighthouse Shock Jock for a reason. I told you. There's going to be some F-bombs thrown out. I'll bleep them out in the podcast. But, you know, that's... I'm telling you, that's part of the gift. That's part of what he gave me is... The ability to speak to specific people in the way that they need to be spoken to. So, let's see. Do I have anything else to get to? I don't think so. You know, I was going to talk about moving to moving to Tennessee, but we're already an hour and 15 minutes in. I think this is good enough. I Look, I think that this is a turning point. This is a turning point for the show. This is a turning point for life. And I hope that this may be a turning point for some of you that hope to walk the path with me. That is my service that I offer. I was going to get to some moving to Tennessee stuff. Look, spoiler alert, it's cold. The amount of people that I've seen dragging trucks out of snow so that they could actually get out is insane. People are freaking out here like Floridians do about hurricanes. Even now, I, I fully don't have cold blood. <laughs> All right, I'll get to some of that next time. I'll record number nine this weekend, and then we'll... Look, we'll chat life this weekend, all right? We had we just had some heavier stuff to get to today. And in the future, we'll kind of split it half and half. In the future, we'll do half, get into some of life stuff, getting to some of radio stuff, and, of course, half, half service. Again, I, I've been to Rock and Roll Church. I've been to Church Church. And now my service to offer is funny church. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to more of that, of course. We'll get to more of life stuff, current events, news, what have you. We'll get to that next time. But for now, I just wanted to come out live and say that this is a new era. I'm a new person. Look, if I can change as a person, my dumb, stubborn ass, if I can change as a person, any of you can. And I hope that all of you will also walk the path with me as we continue to go. So that's what I got. That's it for today. By the way, I'm not anonymous anymore. Hi. See you next time.
Goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy.